Hi everyone, welcome to Unjustified True Beliefs, the podcast in which we talk about the beliefs we have and we try to validate it using philosophy, psychology and maths. Before I start this episode, I want to give a huge thanks to everyone who's listening. I am surprised to find that we are in the top 100 charts of Apple Podcasts in the philosophy genre already. And it's quite bizarre when I opened my Chrome page and I found, oh, damn, we are on 77th position. So that's a huge thanks to everyone who's listening. And uh, I've received a lot of good feedback over the last couple of weeks. And it's amazing what you guys think about us. With that, we will start with today's podcast. We again have a lot of guests and some new guests. So today we have Abhishek Singh, Karthik Kannan, Mamata Nath, Apurva Bapat, Saurabh Teotia, Bogdan Bachika, and Jyoti Dukar. And today we're talking about do we eat to live or do we live to eat? We have a strange relationship with food. And for some people, it's a very sacred thing. For some people, they don't think too much about what they eat. So let's hear it from everyone. And my first question would be very simple, but can be a bit complex. What's your favorite dish? So we'll start with Abhishek. What's your favorite dish? What do you like the most? My favorite dish is biryani. For some reason, I really like to munch on biryani whenever I find some time. And I'm very lucky in that sense because I have got multiple food joints, which provides really good biryanis in Pune. So I always order on my online partners and uh, so biryani is my favorite food. Great. We will know more about how you came to like biryani. Why do you like biryani so much? And maybe because you're currently in Lucknow and that might had an impact on you liking biryani. What's the reason? Like just why? Why do you like that dish so much? Uh, I think it's uh, started... Uh, because uh, in my family we eat a lot of rice we we come from a north indian background family so we we eat a lot of rice and the first i i still remember it was when when i was in college and i had it for the first time and i really liked it so so i asked it what is like i i said it's fried rice so i i did not know it it was biryani mm. it was like i said uh, this fried rice is really good then my a friend pointed that it's not fried rice, it's biryani. So after that, whenever I, I go to some food joint, I always ask for biryani first and then uh, look for alternatives. So if if you'll give me any uh, alternative, I will say first biryani. And then if, if there is anything, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just have to, you know, keep quiet and say, okay, if, if you do not have biryani, I'll settle up with uh, any, anything else. But biryani is the first love. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Let's ask Karthik. What's his favorite dish? Hey. Yeah, so for me, it's since I grew up in a Tamilian household, it's going to be onion sambar with okra or lady's finger as we call it back in India. It's So the combination of those two is, is like is like a staple Tamilian, Tamilian lunch or dinner. It's a staple Tamilian meal. So yeah, that brings memories of home and it's pretty easy to make so yeah you, i guess you can call it comfort food because it takes almost no preparation and uh, yeah has nostalgia attached to it amazing that's pretty good let's ask momo what's her favorite dish hey everyone uh, so like sarah just called me momo my friends had nicknamed me momo in college and uh, 
funnily that happens to be my favorite dish one of the comfort foods that i have or, or dumplings as you might know and i can eat anything fish because i'm a bengali which is like we hail from the east side of india and we eat a lot of fish and my ancestors are from bangladesh and bangladesh is known to have a lot of uh, fishermen so i i guess i i don't know if that's the connect but i can eat anything fish and uh, any dumpling anytime wow i that's a review like it's a big revelation for me to figure out the origins of your name now but that's that's really cool ah i never thought i thought it's just like momata so you people call you momo because just it's a shorter form but there is a story to it that that's pretty cool awesome i would ask apurva the same question what's your favorite dish or what's your most comfort food i would say that rather than a dish i would say uh, my favorite thing any time to eat is a roti like just made like from the tawa to my plate that's like it, it can and like it can be paired with anything like i don't i don't really care about that but as uh, as kartik said it, it again has like nostalgia attached to it because uh, my mom used to pick me up and my sister uh, from school after her clinic and she used to take us home and then for lunch it would be like whatever the uh, sabzi or the curry has been made but the but the rotis would be always hot she used to make them and like from from the tawa to the plate and that has like mm-hmm. i have been spoiled a lot by that and so that has been my my favorite thing any time like any time anybody is like garam like the it's the hot roti i'm i'm always up for it so it can be paired with anything i'm just i'm just happy to have a hot roti i'm curious to know do you add ghee to your rotis yes is oh. there any other way to eat them i don't know <laughs> find out okay uh let's ask sora what's his favorite dishes yeah um uh, my favorite dish is chana masala uh, chole so mm-hmm. i like uh, chole with multiple things be it a bhadura or with uh, rice or sometimes with paratha or puri and the reason mm-hmm. why i like uh, chana masala or chole a lot is because uh, i don't like too many vegetables so i am a vegetarian but i am a very special type of vegetarian who does not like to eat a lot of vegetables so i don't like um, brinjal i don't like uh, a lot of other vegetables which everybody eats when they are vegetarian so i have very limited uh, things in vegetables to eat so my inclination since the childhood has always been towards uh, these pulses and grams like chana and rajma so i was always inclined towards it and then i uh, grew up majorly in uh, the north my postings were usually in the north and then uh, in the north northern part of india chana masala or chole is a, a very prominent street food so you can get these chole kulchas and chole bhature etc everywhere and then uh, my mom started making it at home and i got uh, quite addicted to it so even when i uh, travel i find an indian restaurant and i try to find uh, something related to chole i understand from all these answers that we we are inclined towards our comfort food the food we were first exposed to or the food which is made at home most of the time so that that's the that's a common theme so far let's hear from bogdan what's his favorite uh, dishes hello everyone 
Um, my favorite dish, I think it would be an Italian dish. I have a sweet uh, sweet tooth, so I'm in love with uh, with tiramisu. Uh, I have a, a special uh, stomach for uh, for that dessert. Um, I uh, I discovered it a couple of of years ago, and I can't uh, stop eating it uh, since. Tiramisu is a crazy dish. I uh, I got to know about it recently, uh, to be honest, and I was like, whoa. This is something. <laughs> okay, uh, let's ask Jyoti what's her favorite dishes. Hi. So yeah, before I begin, tiramisu is also one of my most favorite dishes. Coffee and sweet and I mean, there's nothing better than that. Uh, so food, I can. I'm a vegetarian. So, um, but you know, not particular about anything. I can eat anything. So when uh, I was living with my parents, I would eat anything my mom would give give me, be it vegetables or rice, roti, anything. I'll answer my favorite food right now from a point of uh, view of uh, something which I can easily cook and I still like eating, and that would mm-hmm. be khichdi. It's an Indian dish made of rice and lentils, and sometimes you can add vegetables to it. So I really like khichdi, and then you can add a spoon of ghee on top. and there is nothing better than that so that's what i love damn that's the go to comfort food like that is the yeah i remember like back in college there used to be saturday sundays where we can we can choose what we eat like we pay for what we want to eat and i used to go for khichdi most of the time because it was the cheapest and you get the best quality like best quantity and it was the tastiest also like khichdi was the shit i mean not shit but yeah and then finally we have someone new joining us recently shruti hey shruti not new but yeah hi what's your favorite dish my favorite food has to be biryani uh, slightly uh, different from everybody in terms that it is homemade uh, i was for most part of my life exposed to biryani eating outside because i come from a vegetarian household Mm-hmm. so biryani was never made uh, in fact the first time it was made is uh, during this lockdown uh, because we couldn't get biryani for the last 6 7 months from outside so my sister is like okay let's go ahead and make some chicken biryani at home and that's probably the first ever time we made it at home mm-hmm. i've only eaten it outside uh, i think but it also comes uh, from the place i live it i come from hyderabad uh, which is very famous for its biryani so i think that's how it started and uh, it stuck along um, i do try biryani uh, in wherever i do go to uh, to see how uh, other biryani stays but i must say they haven't matched the hyderabadi uh, biryani standards uh, and i think dal chawal is also another comfort food uh, that is something i can eat at any time any any day and it's a very satisfying meal for me that that comes from a, a place from home uh, the dal chawal that is made at home but by both mom and dad uh, i think it, it's something that reminds me of home and yeah comfort hmm yeah I, there is a very deep association with comfort and food like there are two things which happen with food i've noticed uh, one is like when you are angry or when you are like really like annoyed about something and then you eat your food you certain like suddenly you feel so much better like having having just a very irritated mood and then you have your food or the comfort food you say and then your suddenly your mood changes 
that's a very interesting phenomenon i have noticed in myself and other people also before getting into that topic i want to get to the main uh, topic of this podcast which is do you live to eat or do you eat to live so i want to ask everyone uh, and anybody can jump in at this point uh, what is your relationship with food like what do you how important is food for you in your life and what's your philosophy with food okay i guess i'll i can go so it's going to be very anticlimactic because i am someone who is not excited about cooking or uh i guess if you feed me i'll eat but then uh, it's like the problem is that i do not uh, i do cooking just so that i can get through the day there is no inherent joy that hey i need to try something out new like if it gets me through the day i'm completely fine with it so i have a very uh, lackluster approach to food i guess it's so i uh, i have a set uh, menu of items that i cycle through and it probably repeats itself every two weeks i do it and they're chosen simply because of their hands off approach in cooking so um and so i i i just like to put a pressure cooker in the kitchen let it be play play a video game in the background and then once it's done it's going to, it, it will uh, let me know and then so yeah that's the approach i have to so i definitely say i would eat to live and not live to eat i had to think about that yeah i have a strange question for you kartik why is yeah. that whenever i call you you're always cooking like when you yeah. say <laughs> you see why like uh, it's Uh, the problem is i this oh yeah then i guess there is something that i probably do not like to keep food for 2 3 days like people have actually asked me like why don't you cook even my mom says why don't you cook for 2 or 3 days that's something that is one weird rule that i do not like like i can eat two meals straight uh, with for, the same dish for two meals straight so leftovers are not a problem but then more than that it becomes very uh annoying for me to have the same thing over and over again so i cook enough for maximum two meals so i cook at night and uh yeah so and the time the time you guys see me in the morning is when i'm really making cereal and i don't think that qualifies as cooking though i if i if i could i would definitely call it cooking like come on you're doing something in the kitchen that's cooking so making uh, cereal yes so <laughs> i think that should count for something and that is why you guys always see me cooking in the kitchen when i call you guys mm-hmm. interesting anybody who has a different opinion uh, on that like uh, two things one is the, the their relationship with food is different and second they don't classify making cereal as cooking i want to hear from them <laughs> i'll go i think my relation with food i would say on a daily basis may not be uh, very different from uh, what kartik said it's not like uh, every day i wake up i'm thinking about all the fancy things that i can eat that's not how it is but i think food is an important part of celebration in my life i would say anything good is happening or anything bad is happening i think food has uh, is a way for me to uh, 
I think changed the way I feel at that point. Uh, even if I'm going through a bad day, I think uh, if I eat something nice, then uh, that changes my mood, and I gravitate to doing something like that. Uh, on that day, I'll choose not to probably cook at home. I'll probably get something from outside. But and for sure, when something good is happening, uh, having good food is definitely part of my celebratory process. So uh, food, I think, in that way. Uh, ties back into important things in my life and i think in terms of eating the same thing uh, i'd say i also have a similar relationship i'm not very experimentative or creative in terms of what i eat but definitely there are things that i enjoy uh, and i enjoy eating as a process like if i eat something uh, good i will talk, i i will express about it that hey i had a really nice meal and i am appreciative of that it's not a mundane thing that i do just to live hmm so you have some significance of food in your life but you won't say you are the one or you would classify yourself as the person who l- lives to eat you you it, it is important but is it as important as living to it like that is my purpose probably not like living only to eat okay. i i i guess that's a little too far in the spectrum probably yeah. <laughs> but if if it was 1 to minus 1 probably like 0.5 0.6 but not 1 definitely more towards live to eat i want to hear from someone who lives to eat at this point i think uh, at least i have been someone who lives to eat i mean it doesn't mean that uh, i i mean eating is the only thing i live for but it's uh, definitely a very big part of my life because uh, uh, i mean food is a very big priority and a big Uh, decider of many other mm-hmm. things like if i uh, choose a place to travel to I, the first thing i'm going to look for is food or mm. uh, e- even when i was uh, uh yeah when i met my uh, now husband then boyfriend uh the first thing we got along on is food so that was like the first checkbox that okay it's happening because we we can eat when we love eating so uh so i would say because food is such a big decider in my life and it gives me so much uh pleasure and happiness and like shruti was mentioning right that whenever she's had a bad day and food kind of lifts her up i, I guess because food kind of gives you a dopamine hit uh, it does and uh, so yeah food has always been uh, a big decided for so many things and so close to me which is why i kind of think i i, I sort of live to eat if if that makes sense but then now that i've started cooking and uh becoming a little more conscious about uh, what you should eat and what you shouldn't uh because i'm touching 30 and blah 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 and so many documentaries are coming out and I just watched that Game Changers documentary the other day, and then, uh, yeah, and had a setback. But uh, yeah, so the more I'm growing older, and the more I've started cooking myself, I've I've had a little bit of change of heart, and I'm going a little bit towards eat to live. But then, yeah, I have been someone who's lived to eat. That's a good point you mentioned that we connect with food again. Coming back to that thought that we. are what we eat like this is something i recently learned that you know all your atoms change every se- or all your cells change every 7 years and you are made of 
what you consume, whatever you, food you intake, that creates the bones, the cells, the tissues, everything. So the importance of right eating, being conscious of what you eat. I mean, there are some food items, especially let's say the example of a medicine. When we take certain medicine that has an impact on our psychology, our, our immune system and everything. And certain food items also impact our body in certain ways. So just understanding uh, how food impacts you, that itself has been a big revelation for me in the last couple of months. And I've also changed my eating habits. Uh, and yeah, you mentioned the point of growing old and realizing the healthy eating habits. It is it is starting to affect me now as well. So let's let's explore that. Has anybody else changed their eating habits recently? Yeah, I've had a very similar experience to Momata. Though I I have been a vegetarian, so that part is fine. But um, so after moving out from my parents' house, I would mostly eat outside food. So it was not cooked by me. It was prepared by someone else and I would just eat it. So what went into making a meal or how it was cooked or was it was it too oily or was it, it did it have the right nutrients or ingredients is something which I I wouldn't think about really but um, yeah uh, in the past few months I have started cooking on my own because of lack of choice so because I'm cooking on my own if I'm anyway putting in that effort, I also put in a little more extra effort to find out what what is a better option or alternative for something which I'm already doing. So if I'm using some some kind of oil, I tend to look for other options which could be better. Or if I'm, I am not eating too many vegetables, I try to add vegetables or at least if not this week, next week I'll go and go and add more vegetables. And yeah, it's a big process. And so sometimes when I don't eat as per plan, I do feel guilty. But then uh, that is another topic, I guess. So um, yeah, so it, it is a long, very continuous process. That's the thing behind it. You have to, you have to be very, very consistent um, with your choices. Or at least bounce back very easily. Like if you have a cheat day or something, which some people have, or they have a small cheat thing in every part of their day, just Mm. bouncing back is the thing which you need to learn. That Just get back to your planned habits or good habits. Um, Shruti and Karthik also said some things earlier, which I agree with that, you know, um, I used to live to eat earlier when I was a kid, like because... Anyway, I'm getting food throughout the day. My mom is cooking the whole day and I'm getting three, four meals, whatever it is. But then right now, when it's more, when I am more responsible for it, I don't think too much about it. Like sometimes I've even skipped meals and not realized that I've skipped meals. So it's not always on my mind. But there are occasions when I do think a lot about food. Like when, uh, suppose it's, it's a, my birthday or someone else's birthday or you're meeting friends after a long time or something like that most of these plans for me are around food like what are we going to eat or are we going to try something new or are we i don't know anyone just eating at each other's places also so it's 
food is an important part of those occasions but on a daily basis it's more of okay you got to eat because you got to have uh, energy to do things so yeah that's how it is right now saransh we have to talk to you like what what is your relationship with food yes okay yes it's been a massively difficult question for me to answer what is my i don't know maybe i don't have that kind of self awareness to know what i love the most but it is kadi chawal for one and like uh, it is um, like uh, so you know like in army parties we are given certain food menu like it is dal makhani there is some paneer butter masala there is there is bhindi ki sabzi so there is this standard dish and there is like a, what do you call this raita which is a curd dish so mm-hmm. i don't know why but I, I, again it, i think it would go to the point which shruti made that we associate food with certain major events so i when i'm feeling happy the food you feed me it that also builds up the relationship so i know there is a special occasion and uh, this i'm very happy to see my friends and i will get this food so i always always love that dal makhani with jeera rice oh my god okay form of weight conditioning Yeah. yeah, that is that is there. So where But, would you lie on that spectrum? Live to eat or eat to live? Yeah, so I have certain moments where I would I don't know how you guys spend your masters, but when when you are st- staying out of your country, sometimes you miss the food the max. Like food comes first, then your parents, then all your relationships. <laughs> so so I I'll, I'll be googling all food like like. people going to different countries and trying food like going to india and trying that local food and i was doing that the entire semester like every, it was so crazy yeah i yeah. remember you filming every every food stall with radhika's wedding wedding one of our friends wedding and yeah like i am just trying to get some food on my plate and trying to eat food while it's hot and this guy has gone to every stall in tried every one oh every type of food and filmed the entire thing because when you live alone or like as you guys said when you start I cooking start. you your food choices reduce because then you realize how much effort goes into making food you like oh yeah. Shit. yeah right now i totally agree because i think let me just uh, yeah i'll uh, confess like for the first past one week the only thing i've had again and again is either rice or or potato so i eat mm-hmm. i usually eat rice or i eat potato because those things are the easiest to make and i mean abs- i have no mood to cook like for past few days i mean no mood to cook so i just eat rice and i make potatoes and that's all i mean mm-hmm. i have one question so the people who like we most of us i think we have said that we uh, eat to live Mm. now if you get a meal uh, like if you get a you know dish of food and uh, probably you don't like how it tastes or you don't uh, really like the thing as such it's not one of your favorites does it spoil your mood or is it something which you eat because it's food and you need to survive so if it spoils your mood probably you are you are more on the um, li- living to eat sp- side of it is that true i'm not sure what do you guys think 
for me it's uh since i was strongly on the eat to live uh, eat to live side i would say you no know, you're you're right it doesn't spoil my mood like uh, and though i feel that a large portion of this has to do with the fact that my mom had a rule in the household that if if something's put on your table you need to finish it no matter how much you like it so i was sort of a picky eater growing up but it's become uh all that quality of mine has become almost non existent though as far as i remember what changed was me getting introduced to hostel food and which which is not the worst thing uh, so surprisingly enough uh, so there is a stigma that indian hostels have the have bad food but surprisingly the college that i we studied in uh, is had decent hostel food so i was like okay and the only thing was the stuff that i was introduced to i had never had at home like sometimes there was this indo chinese version of manchurian in lunch i've never had that and it used to be with some combination that you'd never eaten in your life so i was like okay so this is lunch and the outcome of that was i absolutely do not care unless it's inedible i do not care what i'm eating it uh, to the point where it affects my mood so um yeah similar in a way that my mother would say that you know whatever is put on your plate you have to finish it my parents both of them they have this uh, habit that you have to eat uh, what has been cooked and you have to finish it there is no wastage of food in my house at all um and we we don't keep leftovers usually so this was always there but one thing was that my my mom loved cooking and she would get bored like i wouldn't get bored as a child she would get bored of making the same thing each and every day or uh, yeah. every week so she she has experimented a lot not only uh, north indian or rajasthani cooking she has also made south indian dishes we used to have uh, uh, idlis and dosas every weekend for sure she's made yeah. sandwiches pasta uh, noodles in chinese food and she's made all these dishes uh, sweets desserts everything she has experimented a lot and obviously if she cooks we eat it so i have been exposed to very uh, different types of foods from a very young age so i'm always willing to try new things in fact i think when i when i go out with friends i'm usually the one who tends to order the most uh, strangest uh, food items and it's a 50 50 thing like sometimes it's really good and then everyone tries to finish my food and sometimes it's very bad and then <laughs> i'm trying to eat other people's food but that's how i am i have to i have to find out what it tastes like other it, i can't not know what it tastes like so that's how it is with me okay yeah, so just i wanted to jump in and kind of give my experience because it's very similar to what jyoti mentioned so i i have this major fomo as they call it fear of missing out with food not with anything else as such but with food so uh, just like her if i go somewhere i have to have like everything like even if i go to a new place uh if it's something crawling i've not had it before i don't mind i'm going to go ahead and have it so yeah i have this major thing about food which is why i i 
still I have a major dilemma and question in my head if I am a living to eat or an eating to live kind of a person. But yeah, I, so, I guess I'll never know. Momo, do you plan your travel around food? Like that yeah. I'll go to different... Okay. Yeah. Hmm. It is like like everything. I, I, I plan my friends around food. Just kidding. But uh, yeah, food is a very big... <laughs> Decided. Why do you why why do you have us as your friends? <laughs> See, most of the people I know they love food. Okay. See, so me, mm-hmm. Jyoti, Shruti, we were like six of us in one, and all of us pretty much liked. I mean, there was, yeah, we were mm-hmm. all eating something at some point. But I'm just kidding about the friendship stuff. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but food is very a big decider. Yeah. It was for my relationship, so. And if it comes to that, I guess we are delicious if it comes to that. So, Okay, so uh, I actually had a question for the table and I can, I guess I can open it up. Since the, we're talking about belief systems here, like has, and uh, Mamita mentioned game changers. So for listeners who do not know, it's game changers is a documentary that uh, promotes veganism and how it does it is by uh, showcasing these athletes who have turned vegan and their world-class Olympic athletes or uh, they're uh, talking about uh, how they turned vegan and they still perform at a level or better than they used to before. Their recovery has improved, etc. So I guess my question is that has your belief about what you should eat or what you eat changed over the years. I know a few friends who uh, swear by keto diets or paleo diets or veganism and they say that most of it seems to come from a fitness point of view but I was uh, wondering has any of you adopted a new or even uh, changed some of some component of your diet like dropping sugar and believe that it is now better for you or what prompted you to believe such a thing in my case i think in some places i have made some changes uh, i mean it's not permanent temporarily if i'm trying to get to a certain weight goal or a fitness goal or something of that sort uh, i have also spent a significant time in my life i think close to 5 600 hours in watching about veganism and uh, vegan foods and uh, meat replacements. I've seen it, but I have not implemented anything of that into my life. Uh, I think because of the uh, love for uh, the meat products and biryani, like I mentioned at the beginning of this video. So I think that uh, triumphs the uh, benefits that are coming from this. But I have made minor changes like uh, in terms of uh, probably the uh, amount of oil I consume or fried foods I consume after knowing the kind of impact uh, fried food can have on your body. So I think some changes I have been open to, but uh, some of them not so much. Which did not so much uh, probably impact the kind of food that I like. If it is too much, then I won't make a change. Did you end up researching veganism in the first place? Why did I end up? It just came up on my YouTube feed. <laughs> One see. thing led to another and it's been years now. <laughs> we are still on it. <laughs> yeah, no, but about veganism, I uh, I have uh, 
like i was uh, reading watching like whenever they say like the the meat replacements or uh, they come up uh, they are like there are like vegan butters and everything i always think about uh, rather than rather than uh, rather than plant based or uh, or animal source rather than that i i generally am concerned with how much processed it is like it doesn't matter like which source it comes from and i think that the whole like making it making the consistency texture like the animal products i feel like there goes a lot of processing into that and rather than having that much processed food i would rather uh, i would rather have the have the animal products like for example they always go for uh, the butters that i have seen uh, in like um, baking recipes especially or uh, cooking recipes they go for like a vegan substitute um, and then i'm i i wonder like i have seen uh, like the from the milk like while you uh, the, the ghee that is made or the butter that is made at home that that is also processed like the milk goes through processing but most of it is at home and then so i i i don't believe in the fact that when they say that it's better for the planet i'm thinking about how much how much processing goes into making it that vegan rather than actually consuming the animal product that is not as processed like and especially that has come up when uh, when i when i started living out of my house because when especially my mom being a doctor like i i never questioned what she like what she told me about about especially about my diet and what i should consume uh, and whatever she whatever she told me i have i've followed that and when i've come out when i've come out of the shelter like the from my parents house i started i've started reading about it and i i feel myself coming back like a full circle like understanding what what my mom was telling me it's it was right like i have seen a lot of uh, diets or people who are sworn by like letting go of dairy or letting go of like the gluten products and everything and no like i i don't believe that it is uh, sometimes it's not even good for your mental health like depriving yourself of so many things because while it may give you like the physical aspects of uh, fitness sometimes it 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 can affect like how you how you feel about consuming those things like i wouldn't want to eat a muffin that is made from vegan butter because i know that it's not it's not doing me much good than i'm i will i will eat like a, a dairy butter so if uh, if you had to give up your regular diet instead of some planned food but it promoted because it promotes fitness you would rather have something that you enjoy even if it's a little unhealthier or if some lab i mean what is it's what unhealthier, is unhealthier like you're right here. you're right like food studies are most very very uh, uh all over the place so you can food science is at a place where anyone can claim anything and you'll find a study that shows contrary. that that food yeah. is yes otherwise exactly. yeah. yeah you can watch in contrary to game changers to very, very easily yeah i would definitely want to mention is that uh some foods they might not um, be you know the least processed foods in some way uh, i mean they may they may not be the healthiest foods for you even if it is a plant based option but the alternative has a 
probably has an impact on the environment which is not so good so people who are generally moving to veganism is not only for health as uh, they could prove you know through uh, very good athletes and stuff like that people are also moving towards veganism for reasons apart from the self but for the mm-hmm. you know the greater good in double quotes like for the environment as such because the amount of resources or the, you know the greenhouse gas emissions or the amount of water spent in making those foods is uh, negatively impacting the environment so definitely the plant based options are not obvious uh, not always the healthier option but uh, it depends on why people are doing it so but that's that's that that's where my question comes from does uh, does making those vegan products like making that those meat supplements or the or the soy meat or everything like that processing takes a lot of uh, so i'll just like, give an example for example uh, milk take milk or dairy products for example uh, coming from uh, from livestock like cows or sheep or something like that it it has a lot more uh, it requires a lot more input of you know uh, water i just i read about water so i know about that and i don't have the numbers uh, and the amount uh, of water input or any other such input required to create some the same amount of soy milk or oat milk is definitely lesser than that so it is not that uh, the processing required for vegan foods is higher for some uh, for a few products maybe you could find that but it is definitely on the lower end compared to animal products because when you make animal products you have to take you know care of the animal and their input and their like uh, food and whatever else is required and in this case it is more from the plant you don't really have to feed as much to a plant feed as in however i mean you like i i feel like it like similar efforts would go into taking care of a plant if you want a good produce uh yeah definitely but the amount of resources required will vary which yeah we could probably research more I mean, yeah like i i don't have numbers like i can't i can't make a claim that like you know like one uh like if animal source products uh, take more processing uh, like do they require more or not i i want to jump in at this point and ask uh, bogtan what does he think about the topic uh, what are your beliefs uh, regarding veganism vegetarianism and uh, has it been a change in your life um i was a firm believer that uh meat is good for you until a couple of months ago when uh i did some uh, some research and uh my opinion uh, took a um a big a uh, big turn uh tried the veganism for for a couple of weeks but um after being such a a meat lover uh, for many years that didn't really work for me i uh, had a lack of energy um uh, i felt unhappy so i stopped that and uh, tried the uh, uh, vegetarian uh, uh, menu 
and that that really works for me. So it wasn't uh, specifically for saving the world or anything big like that. It was only for uh, for my health and my uh, my well being. It it really changed uh, the the way I looked at at things, and uh, I think it changed the the way that uh, I. Um, I, I processed this uh, this questions this topic from today. So I was at first a type of person that uh, lived to eat, but I think now I changed to to the type of person that uh, just eats to live. I've seen this like from all of us. We there is a change in how we relate ourselves to food. One person which might be different in this regard would be Sora because he has still a very deep relationship with food. So I want to hear from him. his thoughts like yeah. living eat yeah sure uh, so i'll uh, start with uh, an example so my whatsapp dp is always food since the inception of time since inception of whatsapp uh, i have never put my own dp i have always put food pictures uh, that might give an impression to people that i live to eat but that's uh, not the uh, not true so i think uh, my relationship with food is sort of uh, somewhere in between so i do not have any uh, rigid rules like at what time i will eat or what food i will eat so i will eat uh, whatever i feel like so i don't like a lot of uh, things but the things that i like a lot like pizza or some vegetarian dishes so i uh, tend to go back to them quite often so they are my comfort food so every time i want to eat something i uh, tend to go towards them and i sometimes feel guilty also after eating uh, something i like uh, and in those moments um, i sometimes have an epiphany and then i go on these uh, uh, diets which are there in the market so i uh, i am currently doing a diet to be honest so today is on my 6th day of the diet and the reason why i started this diet is because in the whole lockdown period i gained around 5 kilos and i used to be 68 and now i am uh, 73 so i decided to uh, lose some of the weight and get back to uh, 68 and that's why i uh, became quite punctual in what i was eating and at uh, what time i was eating but i'm sure that after uh, this diet is over when my weight is back to the normal i would probably end up uh, getting back to that uh, zone where i will still have these cravings where i will do some binge eating and then it will follow with some guilt and uh, uh, shame and one thing which i have noticed in myself is that every time i plan to go back to india i will always uh, go with a mindset that i will plan trips across india and then i will do these food trips and have all uh, sorts of street food but un- unfortunately that never materializes i uh, when i get back home i am so consumed with the homemade food that all that idea of having these uh, food street food uh, stuff uh, complete uh, completely takes a back seat so i think uh, i have a me, uh, me, sort of a middle ground on uh, this particular topics so i would say sometimes i live to eat and sometimes i eat to live does uh, uh, like especially after these diets does it like has ever happened like i have never been able to do like a keto diet or anything like that but does that change the perspective of like if you if you like to eat something 
because yeah. it's good for you or because you want to eat it okay it has- i can share from my experience so when i was living in hyderabad um, i had a very sedentary lifestyle because i would always uh, work from home none of my team members were from the location so i got into this habit of staying at home and ordering the food from different restaurants and uh, sometimes it would be pizzas three times a day and you can imagine uh, what that can lead to and the reason why i did that was because there are some people uh, you probably have met in your life uh, that never put on weight no matter what they eat so i was that sort of a person uh, until uh, i uh, was there in this situation so i gained a lot of weight i was somewhere around uh, 85 and i was looking a lot plump and that's when i went on this keto diet for like 28 days Mm-hmm. and this diet really helped me so i lost around uh, 10 12 kilos and after that i was quite motivated to continue with that uh, sort of healthy uh, lifestyle so i got enrolled myself in the gym and then from there i worked out for like 12 months and almost gained a decent uh, body weight and i was almost close to getting abs but then after that um, i uh, took a break because i had to go home and then once you go home then you you have this problem that you cannot uh, control that urge of having home cooked food so from there after that i moved to europe and then when i moved to europe uh, this thing also became quite uh, uh, less important because of uh, the work that i have to do and because of the work timings and the the whole gym thing took a back seat Uh, but these uh, diets are definitely work so the diet that i am currently doing i am quite hopeful that after 10 days i will probably lose 5 kilos at least if you guys want a diet plan i can uh, share that with you that's a lot is there any diet plan to increase the weight because i have observed with myself no matter what i eat or like if i even try to stick with the diet plan it's very hard for me to gain weight like oh man i've been trying to do it for years now any tips everybody would you can reach out to health family for professional help okay i thought i'd get it on this podcast but anyway so that was the trick i just wanted to call you guys to ask you how do i increase my weight any um okay i that was a joke sarant i mean audience can take that up with, uh sort of like you mentioned a few diet diets that you followed like in the process of actually uh Uh, following the diet did you enjoy the food or did you uh, do you think of it like uh, something like uh, a process that you need to get through for the end goal or do you are you at the stage where you actually en- enjoy the process as well uh, i don't enjoy the process i totally de- detest the food that i have so i have to actually I uh, go through the day by uh, following this uh, diet but then after i complete a certain uh, threshold i try to make some adjustments in my diet based on uh, what can enhance my experience so right now my diet consists of only apples and eggs and some green tea but then if i uh, think that that gets uh, mundane then i will try to add some healthy things like chickpeas i will try to add cucumbers etc so that this whole banality of uh, eating the same thing over and over again for a a longer period of time uh, gets reduced but it's very difficult to have that motivation now uh, that you like this bland food unfortunately mm-hmm. all the healthy food is uh, uninteresting 
I have a quick question for you. Is do you think this is sustainable? How long do you think you'll be able to sustain a diet like that, which you actually don't enjoy? Yeah, so I do it only when I have to uh, get rid of the extra weight that I have put on. So I'm doing it now because I gained a lot of weight because in the lockdown. But then after I have lost that weight, I will maintain a lifestyle wherein I will uh, eat the food normally with uh, all that Indian uh, dishes that I usually eat. But I will have them in small portions, and I will try to uh, get back to doing some uh, physical uh, stuff so that I don't get back on with that same weight. And then in the future, maybe I might end up in that situation. And if I have to lose weight, I will probably fall back to this uh, diet in the future. But it won't be permanent. I see. I had a friend who uh, did the keto diet for some of the same reasons that his he wasn't he was working out in the gym, but it didn't work for him. And he started out uh, on. Uh, he, with a higher weight than he wanted to and he was also seeing that his he used to be sore for days for the gym and he switched to a keto diet and all of it changed for him and he was pretty uh, uh, senior to me so he was it, it was not like he was in his prime of his youth or something he started working out late and he switched to a keto diet and he said that his recovery had improved his body definition and his muscle must definitely improved. He could see that right off the bat. But uh, I actually asked this, asked him the same question about that Mamata did and that if you don't really enjoy the food, how do you, if you think it's bland, uh, how do you sustain it? And he, he didn't say that at the end of the day, uh, if you eat it long enough, you start to actually enjoy it and not as uh, like Stockholm syndrome or anything. You actually start to enjoy it. And you can notice that with sugar, really. Like I've noticed that with sugar. Um, I don't eat as much sugar anymore as I did growing up. And at this point, I feel that my sweet tooth has uh, sort of receded to the fact that my tolerance for sweet products is lower. Like... I find things too sweet now, which was never the case when I was growing up. And now I know that if I eat some sort of sweet, uh, sweet dishes, I'm going to have a cravings for sugar for the rest of the week. So I know how I can see how addictive it is, but uh, I also don't like the taste as much as I did before. So there's maybe there is a component yeah. of you start to like what you eat. No, I, I think I, I have a similar experience like, like you do. Like I also love dessert a lot. I was never a dark chocolate fan, but I was a milk chocolate fan. And then, you know, dark chocolate has lesser sugar and then dark chocolate has antioxidants because it's got a higher percentage of cocoa or cacao or whatever. So I started making that switch and now I just, yeah, I mean, I if you give me milk chocolate, that's kind of weird for me. And that's something I used to love at one point. But what I've noticed about myself is the the food that used to make me feel good a couple of years back, they don't make me feel that way anymore. I mean, now, now there's a completely different mm. list. Like in college, a bag of potato chips would, yeah, be okay, would be amazing. And now, no, I, I can't do it. So, uh, yeah. So I think over the years, uh, my comfort level with different foods has changed. And, and I think... Uh, just a closing statement from my end and then uh, Saranch, you can 
probably uh, whatever you have to say but uh, is that i think that i am going to stick to whatever i feel good about because again everyone is very different so mm. how do we know if a keto is going to work for a and is also going to work for b so it's okay mm. to follow diets it's okay if you want to pick up a few things from different people but then it's very important to tailor it to what you are feeling good about that particular diet or what is working with you and what is giving you results and then try to move on a more sustainable kind of path so yeah um i have something to share which might uh, shed some light on this uh, ambiguity of what is the perfect diet plan for humans so it is said that you should eat what is grown locally and every uh, like every part of planet there are certain foods that are grown and people have adapted more towards the, those kind of foods so like for indians if you live in the tropical zone you are a vegetarian and fruit is more readily available and your body has adapted to consume that food better for the people who live around the near the poles the, because there is a scarcity of vegetarian food available or vegetation people have adopted to eat a meat better and their body responds better to meat so there is a difference based on where you come from and what kind of food you should intake for your body so for an indian body type or the people who stay near the equator uh, mostly vegetarian diet and uh, slightly uh, protein with eggs and Uh, you know milk and other forms is supposed to be the best diet for us so i mean i've just and yes as you said uh, momita everybody's body uh, requirements are different so like the food they would like or they would crave or what works best for them it would be different and that's why that creates so much ambiguity and trying to find that one perfect answer that this is the ideally the best diet i don't think it works like that and it it has to be different with the uh, even like when you consider fitness as your goal like food is a major factor like 80% of your gains or you know if you want to shred comes from the kind of food you eat for me it recently has changed a lot because one is my sister had become vegan for the last two years and i stay with her so i've been enforced to limit my meat con- consumption and secondly even i've went through some just a realization to the point uh, apurva was mentioning that some people are getting more environmentally concerned and they, they think there is a lot of pollution uh, because which is created because of uh, meat products so i i come in that ca- category i've just try to understand i'm not trying to you know be an evangelist to promote whatever works for you you should do that but for me i think changing that mindset and changing my intake habits has affected me i yes there is certain trade off like i have to give, give up on a lot of meat stuff or chicken stuff but i've now i've come to a point where i'm I accept i'm accepting ki okay i am a vegetarian this is my diet and i won't stray from this path so yeah that's change which happened one year ago but i'm liking it so okay guys i think we should uh, conclude uh, with this episode uh, final thoughts is we are if i had to summarize like let let me go around the room once again and let me classify and you tell me whether i'm right or wrong with what you are uh, whether it got to your food philosophy jyoti lives to eat no oh, eat to live okay damn first wrong answer sorab 
has changed to eat to live but he put like everybody knows him as live to eat but he's eat to live which is quite surprising to find out bogdan what was your uh, what's your philosophy with that eat to live or live to eat live to eat uh right right now it would be um eat to live yeah eat to live apurva it's eat to live am i correct yeah uh kartik eat to live for sure like you started the uh, podcast with us shruti it's somewhere in the middle eat to live and live to eat but you were more on the spectrum of live to eat uh momita your uh, your was live to eat mostly live to eat moving to eat to live eat to live yeah why is this change i mean finally uh, if i have to conclude this podcast right now i want to ask this one question to everyone why is there a change and i know you guys have explained because of being more conscious about your food intake maybe being more conscious about the environment maybe you would just like that throughout mm-hmm. food is a significant part but why is there this change with food i know this is a very constant thing uh, with humans we we change our habits over time but like what is the biggest factors which leads you to this change so for me i i feel now eating to live is making me feel more comfortable and better like health wise and and just how happy i feel by eating to live than by living to eating uh to eat which is why this change has happened in me yeah so it is just how it makes me feel and i i feel like i yeah i feel so much better eating to live now than living to eat so yeah so uh one thing that i've noticed here and it's true for me is that for people who have changed their beliefs about food it was because of something that made them feel good like if you have a nostalgia with uh, associated with a, a dish you like that dish if you had that dish while partying with your friends that you love that dish and now that if that dish makes you feel good uh, fitness wise or mental health wise you you're going to like that uh, diet so i feel that it's subtly maybe what you like is has a lot more to do with what is on the table but more to do with what's on your environment that's excellent thought anyone else has anything to add uh, in the final moments yeah so uh, i believe that we tend to become what we consume and a major part of what we consume is what we eat so uh i've not made a lot of changes because uh, again i was exposed to a lot of uh, a variety of foods and i still am open to eating all those foods but just because i'm the one who's cooking now there are very few things i do eat on a regular basis and uh, yes i'm very mindful and i try to include healthier options as well so that when i do eat options which uh, are you know tempting when you are uh, probably in a low mood and you want a pick me up or something like that or on a lazy day i always have that consistent healthier option always as a 
as a falling ground or bounce back or whatever it is. So, yep. Awesome. Because you started with saying we are what we eat, I would ask this final question. I, I, I know I asked the, I said the previous thing was final question, but if you had to describe yourself with one food item, I, I was, I was a tandoori chicken before, but now I have become a rajma. So what is that one dish you would identify yourself with? It's a kind of a reverse, uh, you know, philosophy. It was paneer earlier and I have become potato. Okay. Saurabh, what, what is that one dish you would say you are? I think I'm a pizza. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Pogdan, what is that one dish that you are? Oh, it's a hard one. Uh, I think I'll also go with, uh, with pizza. Okay. Two pizzas here. Okay. Apurva, what is that one dish that uh, you think you are? The, I, I think it's the, I think it's Modak, Marat. The... Oh, interesting. That's a different answer. Sorry, I said interesting again. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Shruti, what is that one dish that you are? I think rice. Oh, rice. Hmm, interesting. Mamita, what, what is that one dish? I have no is... idea, but I, I think I'm, I'm a fish. You're a fish. Interesting. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. This was fun. I, uh, I, I learned a lot about uh, food beliefs today. And um, I learned that food, it used to be a big part of everybody's culture, everybody's identity. And it has changed. Uh, in in for us as we grown up, it has become as one of the things that we do. Yes, there is a part of us which associate happiness and pleasure with food, but it is changing, and that is one key insight I'm taking out for from this podcast. Thanks a lot. I would love to hear more in the following podcast, and this is a new topic that we explore today. So thanks a lot, guys. I'll see you in the next podcast.